Welcome to Revolution Podcast, a place where we discuss the Bible, culture, faith, and why it matters for you. I'm Quinn, and this is my co-host, Chase. And if you're looking for a podcast that explores the revolutionizing power of Christ in your life, then this is the show for you. It's hard to believe that we are actually back oh. because I know everybody who's listened has heard me say that every single week for the last yep. four months. But now in reality, Quinn and I are back in the studio for the first time in months with the mics. Oh, God, so exciting. Episode cooking. And it's like, oh, the energy is popping in here. Okay, you go, you go. Okay. Quinn okay. has a good question. Okay. okay. I need to call myself. This yeah. is too good of a Your question. Your heart's racing right now. Yeah, I yeah. see it. NASCAR in there. Okay. So, yeah. over the last three months, yeah. what's your favorite life memory that you've had? Whether it's at school, yeah. with the guys in your dorm, yeah. or if it's just been at church, whatever it is. And then what's your favorite church-related, like maybe it was a spiritual moment, what one of the worship nights, what yeah. was one of your favorite memories there? Okay. You know okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. All right. It's hard to narrow this down. All right. Life moment. Can I can I give two options? One's really quick to say. Okay. Okay. So one of them, <clears throat> me and my girlfriend went to Handel's Messiah in Vancouver. Okay. Oh my word. It was so good. Holy smokes. It okay. was like, I, if people don't like classical music, it's okay that you don't like it. But like, imagine going to one of your favorite sports teams and seeing them play live and they played a great game. Yep. That's awesome, isn't it? Oh yeah. hundred percent. That happened. And it was really nice Ooh. at the Orpheum. Anyways, that was sweet. All right, but then the, the other life thing, you know, actually that is a convoluted story and we do not need to go into it. I basically got the gnome on my birthday. Oh, you totally did. Yeah, and I was surprised by it because like people from school who have no idea what it is gave it to me and they like surprised me with How it. How did they do? Oh, and this is why it's a long story. Okay, well, yeah. we need to do that after the podcast. We'll talk about this me. later. Yeah. But anyways, that was crazy. Oh, wait, uh, great, like more like spiritual kind of like in line with that idea. Uh, a guy from school invited me out to Vancouver. He lives there. Uh, a group of people from his church do street evangelism out there. Mm. So he invited me out. It's like we were handing out tracks. I had a few conversations with some people. It was really, really interesting. And then... This guy from his church brought a stool and like an amplifier and a microphone. And he was standing up there and like preaching and stuff. And we had a little box next to the stool where when we ran out of tracks, we'd go back and we'd get some more and then go yep. and hand them out again. And so I went back and this guy got off the stool and he introduced himself. He's like, hey, I'm, and I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. I'm Chase. And we were just chatting and stuff. And then he handed me the microphone and was like, hey, my voice is getting a little tired and I'm just warming up. Would you mind doing this for a little bit? And I kind of looked around. <laughs> like, cause there's a lot of like grown men around here yeah. who have done this a lot. I'm like, I've never, I've never, ever done this before. He's like, no, you just, just go ahead. And so I got up on the stool with this microphone next to this really busy intersection and crosswalk in Vancouver. There's like hundreds of people constantly streaming back and forth. And I was able to preach the gospel wow. and it was amazing. It was a like brilliant, brilliant experience. And it's like kind of now makes me want to start an evangelism group with the people from our church and mm -hmm. anyways it was it was just really impactful so that's yeah. sweet how about you oh man well i was off at a torchbearer school or as some people know at cape and ray in austria so i was off in austria for the past three months at a bible boring. school it was pretty boring probably yeah it was really boring oh man there were so many good memories yeah. there oh there's one in particular that was like not it wasn't fun in the moment but it's so fun to look back on <laughs> so one night there's it's at the base of a ski hill and so yeah. we would hike up the ski hill a bunch during the fall when there was no snow yeah and so one night after curfew a bunch of us guys i think there was like 
eight to 10 of us. Yeah. We hike up, it's called Planai. We hike up Planai to the mid station. Sure. And we're like, we're just going to camp out overnight. Nice. We'd been planning this for a couple of days. This is the night. So we get up there. Okay, we found a place to sleep. At 2 or 3 a.m. it started to rain. But we we're like, okay, we're just going to sleep here. We're fine. We're super tired. Yeah. And But we're like, we're not going to sleep on the grass while it's pouring rain. Right. So we took the the chairlift. They have like pads around them. Yes. But they had them over the snowmakers. So we grabbed three pads from the snowmakers. Okay. And we put them down. They were our mattresses. Nice. And then it was really cold. Like I was wearing my snow pants, my vest, my puffer, and my rain jacket. And you were so cold. And I was still cold. Sheesh. And so all of us guys just spooned each other. And, <laughs> and it was... Stop. Stop. No, you didn't. <laughs> how else are we going to keep warm? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and were you the littlest spoon or the biggest spoon? Where were you in that order? Well, here's the thing. Like it, it got really cold and I had to go to the bathroom. So I was like, I was the big spoon because I was on the outside. You were the biggest of the spoons. I was the biggest hey, of the spoons. my man. There come on. Go. That's awesome. But then I had to go to the bathroom and then I come back and some guys had left. They went down the hill. Oh, they were wimps. Uh, they were wimps. And yeah. we made fun of them at breakfast. For sure. And so we grabbed their mattress that they were sleeping on. Yeah. And we used it as a blanket over top of us. Nice. But then as it started to pour, like it was pouring rain from like 3 a.m. till 6. Sounds awful. And so I, I go to the bathroom and I come back and all the guys had shifted a little bit and I was on the very edge. So I so had no, no room. room. So oh. I was just laying out, just like on my back, just getting dumped on you rain. Were on top of them? No, I was like beside the oh, mattress. You, were, you, you weren't on the mattress I anymore. wasn't even on the mattress anymore. <laughs> oh, you should have just crawled into the littlest spoon place. Just like I should have. Oh, that would have been so funny. That's crazy. And the guys were like, oh, we're going to wait till the sunrise. We're going to wait till the sunrise. It's 6 a.m. We're all, we're like, when's the sunrise? And we look, it's like 7.30. We're like, it's 10 after six. We're going home. Yeah. And so we run down the hill. That's hilarious. So that was, yeah, I was tired for the whole day. Didn't sleep until that night. But it was, it was tons of fun. Just like hanging out with the guys. That's awesome. And then one of my favorite like moments in our, so we do chapel every Thursday night and Sunday night. One my favorite moments was on our last full day. Yeah. We did a, instead of a lecture, we did like a sharing time where you go up and you share one of your favorite moments or something that you learned or something God taught you over those three months. Yeah. And in between sets, we would do worship songs. Cool. So it was just our dean of students and an acoustic guitar. Nice. And so he would start a song and he would just play and he would move away from the mic and all 90 students just sang it mm. with no, no mic. It was yeah. just all of us. And it was just something different because normally you you hear the person singing and you can kind of hear the congregation. Yeah. But it was the whole the whole school was yeah. just singing together, just worshiping, which yeah. was for me that was just something incredible that I I'd, I'd never experienced before. And it was yeah. like, man, this is how much just ninety people love yeah. Jesus. And to think of how much more I want to spread the gospel and how much more the gospel has spread. So that was a great moment. Cool. Yeah. All right. Let's see. We're recording this on the 30th, which is a Saturday, and it's coming out Tuesday, which is January 2nd. Yeah. So that means it's the new year, yes. which is crazy. Hot take for me. January, like January 1st is not my new year. My year doesn't run from January 1st to December 31st. Mine is like September to the end of August. But in honor of the new year, because it is a new year. Right. It'll be 2024. Technically, yeah. We want to talk about this idea would you say not wasting our lives? Because New Year is always a time people make New Year's resolutions, yeah. right? Not revolutions, as some might say. <laughs> I've heard that lots. It's resolutions. I've heard it lots too, actually. I've, yeah, I know. <laughs> I've got this new revolution I'd like to make. I'm like, 
does the government know? What are you talking about? <laughs> but we want to talk about this discipline in the church and in our lives of reflection uh, yeah. and what it means to look back at the year that has happened and then not only that and to, and to think about how we've lived and what we've done, but then to flip that and look forward at the year to come and essentially ask the question, how can I live better? What changes can I make? Mm -hmm. And we just want to walk through that process for ourselves, talk about it, talk about different ways you can do that, different like methods, and then also then flip that to then what do we want to do going forward and how do we go through that? How, we, how do you build good habits and how do you choose habits as yeah. a Christian as well? So what do you think is the best place to start off there? I can just do a quick brief summary of my reflection on the year. It's been, <clears throat> it's been a great year. Like yeah. 2023 was really good. There was some really good service moments, opportunities. And then obviously I graduated high school yeah. and then also was away for three months. So that that was really amazing. Yeah. And I would say a reflection for me, it's like I I haven't been as caring towards certain people in my life. Haven't mm -hmm. been so much been like, hey, how's how's it really going? How, yeah. how are you really doing? Yeah. What's really up? Because I can see something's up. Yeah. And for me, that became really evident in my life over the past year. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I was like, Oh man, when I was away, it was like, I really want to invest in these people in these ways. And as I've taken a look at the year, it's been like, I haven't been as interested in certain areas of their lives as I could have been. Right. And so then for me going into the new year, I want to invest in those people. Yeah. But then also something that, like you've said, you've done in the past, a Bible study with your brothers. Mm -hmm. Just like either you wake up and you read a chapter of John yeah. in the morning. Yeah. It's like, I want to do that with my brothers. Right. Get up my brothers and be like, we're going to read this right now. Yeah. And just go through it just to get in that habit. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times over like, because of school, Christmas break is on. Mm -hmm. And so people, they might fall off the wagon right. of right. reading their Bible or spiritual disciplines. Yeah. And I can. Sure. hundred percent. Like yeah. I'm not perfect. And so coming into this new year being like, I want to practice these spiritual disciplines. I want to practice them with certain people in my lives. Right. And also learn to care for one another as well totally it's interesting that you say that because like like obviously you're making that decision now and you look back and like okay now this is what i want to do based off of what's happened but like j just me obviously like having known you this whole year i can see the seeds of that decision all throughout the year right all throughout the year you've been talking about things you want to do with your brothers ways you want to grow your relationship with them yeah. ways you're concerned about their spiritual lives even with like people and friends like you always have this vested interest in people wanting to know their stories wanting to be able to help them and so i, I just think like it, it's a I, a good insight that decisions we make and, and goals we want to set and ways we want to grow we don't have to just like sit down and have them spawn out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. They're probably often going to be things that have been on our heart for a while. Yeah. And then something happens, something clicks that makes us go, oh, I, I actually need to make a decision about this right now. Yeah. And something needs to change going forward. But that often doesn't occur in a vacuum. It's been coming for a mm -hmm. while. So I think maybe just a practical point for people who are listening is as you're thinking and reflecting, Think about the things that have been in your heart and your mind this last year yeah. and make at least some decisions based off of that. Have you had a concern for people? Have you several times over the last year had this ache like, oh, I, I want to pray more or ha had this feeling like, oh, I, I want to invest more in this person, but it's just never worked out time. Like, look at look at those things and pay attention to them, right? Because the Holy Spirit works in our feelings in a lot of ways, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's really useful, actually. Yeah. 
How about for you? What is kind of your thoughts? Yeah, I think for myself, especially like the last few months, but the whole year, I mean, this is the year that God laid the call to be a pastor on my life. And I've loved that. And and I've loved talking with the pastors at our church about that, what that looks like. I've loved beginning to prepare for that. And that, 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 has always felt like a, oh like this is a this is a responsibility like this is a job I need to do yeah but especially over the last few months there has been this weight almost and it's been it's been there since the beginning this weight that occasionally comes along of how big that responsibility is yeah but the last few months and the last few weeks even it's become more constant school has something to do with it most because of the relationships i've formed there and the mentors that i've found there who take their role as men who guide others in christ it is so serious to them then i reflect on that and go oh that's going to be my job one day that's pretty big and then i i just finished recently a biography of jonathan edwards who is a, a puritan pastor with a church and he was he was so serious about that right he, he had such a taste and sense of god's holiness right like how holy god yeah. is <clears throat> and the care that a congregation and a people needed that he would spend like 13 hours a day studying the word studying preparing sermons so that he could do his best for his people praying visiting them talking like it, it was his entire life he did like a lot of pastors in those days were farmers and pastors as well. Like they did both just because it's kind of what you had to do. And yeah. Edwards was one of these, he was kind of an exception where he like, he, his life was nothing but this. Everything was yeah. for his people. And then it comes home very practically in like personal spiritual disciplines. It's for me anyways, it, it has been easy in busy times to let those things fall away. Cause it's like, I'll be okay. I'll yeah. be fine. And first of all, that's not true. But then also there's this added weight as, as somebody who's going to be in a leadership role of like, this actually isn't just about me, my prayer life, my scripture reading life, my fasting, all these different things actually have a direct impact on people that I'm going to be serving one day. Yeah. And if I don't take these things seriously, that's going to detriment me and my relationship with God, which in turn is going to seriously detriment my people. And so just just the weight of pastoral ministry has been resting on me lately, and that's come from this whole past year. Mm-hmm. And so going forward, and we can talk about this maybe later on in the episode as we talk more specifics about how we go forward now, but th- th- I definitely want to make changes in the direction of preparing for that more seriously. There's something just for people to think about. We're doing this around New Year's. This is not something you should do once a year. Like reflection should be a regular discipline. I I believe it's a discipline in the Christian life. Part of that idea comes from Psalm 139. It talks about the knowledge of the Lord of a person, right? Like you have known me, you have searched me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You formed me, You, you know, my unformed substance, all these things. And then ends the psalm by saying, search me, O God, and know my heart, try me and know my thoughts, and see if there be any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. And so what's implied there is that, like, the psalmist has already said that God knows everything. So he's Mm -hmm. not asking God to come to a new knowledge of him. He's asking God to tell him, tell me what you know about me. Tell me these things that I need to know. Tell me the hidden things in my heart and my mind. Tell me these grievous ways that I'm blind to in myself and show me how to 
grow beyond that. And so part of reflection is not just thinking by yourself. It's actually a very prayerful thing, right? You need Mm -hmm. to be in prayer. And this is why reflection can be very useful as a daily habit Mm -hmm. for people is at the end of your day, take five, 10 minutes and to the best of your ability, run through the events of the day again in prayer with God, just talking through it with him. Mm -hmm. And you can look for where God was present in ways that you didn't realize before, mm-hmm. in conversations, in small blessings, right? First uh, Corinthians says, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. I mean, it's God can be present in the smallest of ways, but it all is also an opportunity for this, like pray this, like pray, God, show me as I went through my day, every way that I acted in a way that doesn't glorify you, that dishonors you. And uh, Colossians says, everything you do, you do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. That means as a believer, when you walk in your life, everything you do, you're doing it in the name of God, the holy name of Jesus, mm-hmm. right? And so, and so at the end of your day, you pray and you say, did I, did I do something that like blasphemes your name by my actions? Did I act in lust? Did I act in anger? Did I act in greed? Because the point of the holiness of God is that imperfections can't touch it, right? Yeah. Yeah. And if... And I mean, obviously, none of us, none of us are perfect. Chase isn't perfect. I'm not perfect. Not even um, remotely. That's why I need to pray it every single day. And so, obviously, we're going to mess up. And mm-hmm. also, give yourself some grace as well. Mm-hmm. Be like, I'm not perfect. I am striving yeah. to be like Christ. Like, that should be our goal to love like Jesus, live like Jesus, in a sense. But I also think if you fall short, be like, yeah, this sucks. I sinned. God hates sin. Repent for your sin. And be like, okay, we're going to work towards to not do that again. Absolutely. And that's why the gospel isn't just for unbelievers. The gospel's mm-hmm. for Christians. Like we need the, because of that, we need the gospel every single day. And that's why in the Lord's prayer, which is a prayer, Jesus, when you pray, mm-hmm. when you pray, pray like this, mm-hmm. Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, forgive us our debts. Yeah. Every time you pray, that should be part of your prayer in some way. Yeah. Right? And I think that's very why. And Jesus wasn't saying like feel the weight of guilt, like be broken down by it. No, and that that's also why you need to like like you just said, you need to preach the gospel to yourself. That's I, that's part of why it's important to be in the Word because mm-hmm. the Word gives the gospel over and over and over again, even as we strive for that betterness. What does reflection look like for you? Is there a specific process you go through? Because mm-hmm. we've already talked about that a little bit. Yeah. But how would you say for other people to go through that? Prayer is a big one. Absolutely. Praying through that. It's also being in the word is important. Uh There's something about it that reflects back at you where you need to grow. And that's why it's important to be in it a lot. The other thing is to be in Christian community. Um, Hebrews talks about how we shouldn't neglect meeting together because we need to stir one another up or spur one another on two good works. Yeah. So, there's, so there's something about community. And, and the, to be more specific with that, the thing about community is that you get to know older, more mature believers who have lived the life already, who have made potentially the same mistakes you have and can say, hey, yeah. this is where I went wrong. I can see this happening to you. Here's a better way to walk. I, I remember at school, I was saying something and this one guy looked at me and he's like, dude, come on. I was like, what? He's like, mm. that's gossip. And I was like, Ouch. I was like, you can't say that to me. And then right. it took me a couple seconds and I was like, actually, thank you. Because he was like, no, you actually can't do that. You need you need to work on this. Yeah. In a sense, he didn't say it out loud. And then we 
we're chatting up upstairs in like the bistro kind of yeah. area and i was like thank you for that he's like sorry if that was too harsh i was like no that's what i need to hear mm. right and sometimes people can almost reflect for you in a sense yes yeah that's a point of community and so then me being me that's also part of the great gain in reading good books especially biographies and different things because you are learning from people who have already lived yeah. You're learning from the lives of people who have sh who have already strived after godliness and who have failed and who have succeeded and who have gone through this growth process. And then in some cases with books are reflecting back on their lives or in the cases of biographies and autobiographies are telling their story and saying, these are the mistakes I made, but this is where I ended up and this is how I got here. And then there's so much richness. Somebody, a, a, a writer once said, a normal person lives one life. Mm -hmm. A reader lives a thousand lives because every book you read is a chance to learn from a life that has gone before you. Uh, so, th so there's something really beautiful. But so I find for myself, oftentimes when I'm reading books of biographical nature or reflective nature, like something like John Piper's Don't Waste Your Life, where yeah. he's he's got stories, personal stuff. Hey, this is the process I've gone through to realize how to live better. I'll have a pencil or a pen in hand. And when something important comes along, I'll either underline it and like dog ear the page so I can go back to it later or have a notebook with me where I collect stuff and just write like write down the quote or yeah. at least write down the page number if that takes too long and say, look back at this because this yeah. is an important lesson I need to learn. And just like very practically, I just finished the Edwards biography. That, that was a huge way I learned. Right, mm -hmm. Edwards pushed me so much and convicted me so much about what it means to be a pastor and how you prepare for the pastoral ministry. So I'd say reflection, yes, is that daily prayer, daily in the word, but it's also a continuous process as you're in community and reading good, solid Christian books. So that, that, that'd be kind of my process there. What about you? What, what's your process? Yeah, I like to take a look at my day or the past couple of weeks, either it's in prayer, be like, Lord, show me where I've messed up, mm -hmm. how my life is looking across the board, seeing what have I done mm -hmm. just as a whole. And oftentimes things will stick out to me. Right. Things like, oh man, Quinn, you're, you're kind of missing the mark in this part. True. Or you're not doing this in a way. I'll make a mental, a mental list mm -hmm. and just be like, okay, this is the things that I haven't done. And this is what I what I want to do. Like I want right. to move away from these things. Right. And just kind of taking small steps. Can I do this for one day? Yeah. And then it's like, okay, we got through one day. Can I do it for a week? Can I do it for a month? And then slowly as I've done that, I've found that you can move away from things that you want to. Yeah. In and then also move towards things that you do want to. Yeah. Right. That's really good. I think that's a good point to now talk about more that future idea of like how do we now grow in these ways yeah. that we've noticed. And I think you've talked about your process a little bit there. Something that you said earlier and something I was just thinking as you said that, like that, that, that idea of writing things down. There is something powerful about, like, I mean, there's a reason people journal, right? Yeah. There's a reason people have prayer journals or life journals or that sort of thing, right? It's to record stuff that you can look back on and say, have I grown out of this? Or, oh, six months ago, I noticed this flaw and I'm, I'm still walking in this sin. Yeah. I, I still struggle with anger. I, I still give yeah. I, I still give bitter words to my loved ones. So that, that's part of the power of writing things down. And then what what you said there, that that idea of making habits. So, so let, let's say you want to pray every day. Yeah. For 10 minutes like a solid 10. Maybe you you pray every day, but it's very short. I you decide, hey, I want to spend 10 straight minutes in prayer every single day. Yeah. Okay. 
maybe your first thought is, I want to spend half an hour, an hour in prayer every day. I would say, no, do, this, <laughs> do the 10 do minutes. Do the 10 minutes. It's always better with these things to start with small goals. Okay, it's yeah. better to succeed in a small goal than to fail in a big one. And if you succeed in a small one, you can always go up from there. But yeah. I think exactly what you said, start small, do it for one day and do it for the next day, do it for a week and then go on from there. So that, that's the first really useful point there. Another thing that can be helpful in building habits like that is place it next to a habit you already have. Yeah. You brush your teeth every morning, okay? Right after you brush your teeth, go spend 10 minutes in prayer. You eat lunch at the same time every day. Right after you eat lunch, go spend 10 minutes in prayer. Link your the habits and disciplines you want to form to habits you already have. Yeah, we something that I learned was the speaker called it Q action reward. Mm. So Q could be, for some people, it's like, I want coffee right when mm. you wake up. Yeah. Action, I'm not going to have coffee. I'm going to read my Bible first. Yeah. Reward, I get coffee. Right. So yeah. kind of like, be like, I want this, but I'm going to read my Bible first. Yeah. And then I'm going to do this. Yes. Yeah. That's very helpful. The, the other thing that you can do is if, if you're trying to beat a bad habit and form a new one at the same time, let's say you want to spend time in the Bible, right? You want to, you want to spend... 20 minutes a day in the word. That's a, that's a good moderate goal to start with. Yeah. Right? 20, 20 minutes a day reading the Bible. And you're like, well, I don't have the time for that. I would say, I would just say, turn on screen time on your phone and check out how much time you spend on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or anything, right? It's probably going to be more than 20 minutes a day on average, probably, right? Usually. Because you usually if you start scrolling on the reels, it doesn't feel very long. We are there for 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, 20 minutes. Yeah. It's not that long amount yeah. of time. But, but that's the point, is that it's not that long of a time. So, so you, the thing with your brain is that you get into a groove of once you start scrolling, you just do that for a little while, right? And there's all sorts of stuff that goes into that. But what you can do is when you get this urge for this bad habit that you have, slip in this good one instead. So, oh, I, I want to go on Instagram, right? Maybe your thumb automatically goes there. And, and it takes some work, but be conscious. And instead of doing that, go into the clock app on your phone, set a timer for 20 minutes, and then be in the word for 20 yeah. minutes. And start, and, and this is different, because something with coffee, you can have that reward at the end. Don't don't reward yourself with, with reels, right. trust me. Um, but the, the key is that you're gonna, you're not gonna have the urge to read your Bible a lot, if, if yeah. you don't, if you're not in the habit, you just don't, because you don't get urges for things you're not in habits for. Yeah. But you do get the urge to go on Instagram or go on TikTok. So when you get that urge, have that be a sign that I need to go read the Bible. And just just try that for, do it for a month, yeah. right? Your life is not going to go downhill if you're off of social media for a month or not on it as much for a month. So that can be very helpful, not only to beat bad habits, because along yeah. with like just mindlessly going to social media is um, like it. Like it's laziness in a lot of ways. It can lead to lust in a lot of ways. It yeah. can lead to envy in a lot of ways. It can lead to greed. There's so much. Yeah. It's a cesspool for sin. It's just kind of boiling there. And so beat that by turning that urge into a sign, oh, I'm going to go to this instead. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's another just kind of practical, like this is how you can form these disciplines. Is there anything like very specific going forward that you want to do differently? Like I said at the beginning, just really press into a lot of relationships. I would say we already have this, but a good like group of people mm -hmm. who are just there to really push you and also call you out on your crap. Yeah. Yeah. Just find that community where I learn from them and maybe I can 
maybe pour into them a little bit. Maybe this sounds dumb, but perfecting your version of quiet time Mm. or devotional Mm -hmm. because everybody has something that works for them. Right. And for me, mine could look differently than some people. For sure. And so just finding like, this is what works for me. Is there anything you want to turn away from? I want to stop doing this. For me, it's being mindful of how I view or talk about people. I think it's something that I've been working on over the past while. And obviously I'm not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And just really being like, no, these are God's children. Hmm. And these are people that God values and I value in other things. And so that's for me, something that I want to, to kind of put a hold on. Yeah. How about yeah. you? I got one very specific thing for this next. I'm like, there's obviously like, like you said, there's a lot of things, but there's one where I'm like, I'm going to focus in on this and then add to it. If I can, if I can master this first, yeah. kind of, because if you, if you just for people listening, if you have a lot of things you want to do, pick one, Try, like literally just pick one. It's like, I want to pray. I want to fast. I want to remember, like, that's all very good. Pick one start with that master it and then add something else it is you're doing yourself no favors by trying to throw everything in all at once it's more damaging than anything else really because then you'll feel discouraged you'll give up then you just don't want to do anything Mm -hmm. so pick one thing so i picked one thing and my one thing is professor grant horner's bible reading system Ooh, i'm showing quinn (laughs) i'm showing quinn the article right now okay ligonier do you know ligonier rc sproul i know rc sproul okay so rc sproul founded ligonier ministries can I see this? Yeah, go ahead. And anyways, they had a post the other day about, because it's the new year, everybody's posting about Bible reading plants, right? And so they had a post with all these. And I was I was just like, oh, that's interesting. I'll look at it. And I was kind of looking at it. And it's like one year through the Bible, chronological Bible, different things like that, everything. And then I ran across this option. And I was like, I've never heard of that before. And so I checked it out. And it was this link to this article that Quinn's looking at right now. I printed it. And essentially what it is, is you read 10 chapters of the Bible every single day. That's pretty good. We'll put, we'll put the link in there so people can look, because I might explain it in a confusing way, but you read 10 chapters of the Bible every single day. But the trick is, is that you're not reading 10 chapters of Genesis, then 10 next, then 10 next. You've got 10 different lists. If you look at the back, Quinn, you, you'll find all the lists on the bookmarks. There's oh. 10 different lists. There's the Gospels, there's Paul's letters, there's the general letters, there's there's Psalms, there's the Torah, there's the history books, there's the prophetic books. Proverbs is a separate one and Acts is a separate one. There's 10 lists essentially. And what you do is you read one chapter from each list every single day. And the idea is that you're reading from so many different places that you're going to make so many connections that you never made before. But the really neat thing is that you're not going to be reading the same 10 chapters ever because all the lists are a different length. Wait, so you'll be reading like, will you read 10 chapters of straight Matthew? It'll be no, one chapter one, of Matthew, one, one chapter of Genesis, yes. one Romans, one Job, one First Thessalonians. All through, yeah. Dang. But because all of these have different numbers of chapters within these books, yeah. by the time I get to the end of this list, I'm still been going through some of them, but I'll have already cycled through these. So essentially it is, as you go through it, you're never gonna oh. read the same combination of 10 chapters on any day. Because they're all so different. And so I'm just really excited about it. That's super sweet. Yeah, I know. Because it's like just the combination of scriptures you're going to get is crazy. He talks about in the article, like the connections between Matthew and Deuteronomy, Ephesians and Joshua. You just don't get them most of the time. 
And so, but this system opened it up for this guy who, who kind of pioneered it. It opened it up for him to see all the different connections in the Bible. So I'm really excited about that. But 10 chapters is about probably at least an hour of reading every single day. So I'm like, I'm just going to stick with this for a month or two, see if I can master it before adding in anything else that's really big. Yeah. And I, I would say it might work for Chase. It probably will. That does not work for everybody. There's a lot of different, like you, nobody else has to, like by like, any means, you do not I, have to do something like We had this. a Bible reading plan at school and it was, oh man, that was hard. And it was like six, seven chapters a day. Yeah. And I remember like the first day, because he gave us our Bible reading plan late. So yeah. we had our first class right. Wednesday. Right. And the Bible reading plan started Monday, Tuesday. Mm. And so I had to read 24 chapters of Genesis Yikes. the first day yeah, that we cool. got it. And just sometimes reading 10 chapters doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. I know for me, it's like three mm-hmm. works good because then I can like spend some time in each chapter. Yeah. Or if I'm reading a Psalm, Proverb and a New Testament or whatever it is, it's like, I can really just kind of read that over. Absolutely. And there, stuff. There are so many good Bible reading plans apart from this. So uh, here's an easy example. Somebody like John Piper, very well known, very smart, very good pastor. He's got a doctorate. He's very slow reader. So he, he only reads four chapters every single day. Yeah. Um, because that's for him, that's all he can do by that very nature. This isn't for everybody, not at all. But essentially, anyways, this is just something I want to I want to try to stick with the next year. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. That's starting Monday. Yeah. Just a few days. So when this comes out, I'll be on my second day. Wow. It'll be fun. Yeah. That's exciting. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. 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 And then what's the the flip side? Something yeah, that you want to want to turn away from. Yeah. Um, pride is a big one for me. Mm-hmm. It, it has, again, this is something, this isn't like just out of the blue. This comes, this has been like the whole year as I've been being convicted about this and I want to have a better grasp and experiential personal knowledge of who God is and how holy and glorious he is. Cause I can see pride in my actions throughout my day. I, I can sense it in my thoughts and my emotions. And I have started to really, cause I, I've been convicted about this world, but I've started to really long for the humility that I've seen in some of the great like Christians of the past, right? Like just the humility that comes with somebody like St. Augustine or somebody like Jonathan Edwards or even somebody more modern, like John Piper, right? Like just the humility that that is in these people, I've started to really hunger for that. And so I want, and so this is gonna go along with this. And then once I get this, I wanna start a more serious practice of prayer as well and fasting. So hope, by the end of the year, the goal is to have this down, to have a really solid prayer practice down as well, and then a solid fasting practice. Those, those are big things. <laughs> three big things I want by the end of the year that I'll be working towards. And the goal from that is to get a better, more sure taste of who God is in my life personally, to have a more personal experience with him and of him and for humility to come out of that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of what I'm really striving yeah. for right now. Yeah. I think this is a great place where we can kind of wrap up. As you come into this new year, be like, what is one thing that I want? to improve on or continue doing one thing. What is one thing that I want to stop? Yeah. Because there's both ways we can do it. Yeah. Well, we can put out resources for you as well. Absolutely. There's we great John Piper book that I think we both read. Yeah. Did you read oh, it? No, actually I haven't read it yet. Now that you mention it. Well, but it's a good one. It's a good book. It's on your I've list. Heard it's good. It is on my list. Yeah. Uh, oh. Don't waste your life by Don't John Piper. Yeah. Really good. That's kind of, yeah. It just teaches you 
what it means and how it looks like to live for Christ. And John Piper does a a, a sermon from the Passion Conference in yes. 2000. So yeah. if you want to look at that, you can just search up Don't we'll, Waste we'll Your put, Life. Sermon. You can look, you search up Don't Waste Your Life. Sermon. we'll also put that in the, in the show notes. So yeah. we'll put a link to that. And I think at some point in the future, we're wanting to do a book review of that book. So I'll get on that. I'll read it. And then we'll just, we'll flesh it out more fully when we get to that. But, and I'll read it again. And you'll read it again. And we'll take notes and it'll yeah. be good. It'll be good. But yeah, just some, something to leave people with is like, we've gone through our reflections of the past year, what that looks like for us. Very, very specific stuff to us. Just for yourself, think again, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. So as you seek to reflect and then move forward, think on how you have glorified God, how you can glorify God and how you have enjoyed him and how you can enjoy him and view it through those lenses or that lens, I should say, define your measure of success, have a vision of what you want to work towards and then make changes and pursue growth based off of that. That's what I'd leave people with. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Anyways, whatever your platform you guys are listening, it's been a while since I was done. I know this is very exciting, but leave just, we would love if you left a review, followed the show. It helps a lot. Send this episode to somebody if you think it would help them and stay tuned because we've got fresh stuff coming out every week. Now we're, the boys are back Yes, town. So every single week will be fresh stuff. So please, if you have show ideas, comments, concerns, please send them to us and we can actually start um, integrating more of your guys' ideas now that we are not using our pre-recorded episodes anymore. So anyways, we'll be back next week for another episode. Sayonara. See ya.